Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What up, Fightful friends and family, and welcome to episode 14, I think, of Fightful Wrestling Roundtable. I am your host, Shaquille Matchery of CBS Sports, but you're not really here for me. I'm like, I'm like table bread. I'm reliable, I'm consistent, I'm here every time, but you come for that carefully curated menu and we got a doozy today. First to my right on the screen, if I'm not mistaken, you know that voice, Sirius XM Busted Open Radio, Dave LaGreca, how's it going, my man? I am excited for this, thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's very appropriate that you've got Cody Rhodes there in the background, we'll be getting to him at some point today, I'm thrilled to see that. You know who she is, royalty in the house, the queen of the ring, Alex Lahas. I got that right, the silent H. How's I am so on? proud of you. Thank you. I didn't I'm have so to proud ask of you again. For getting that right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised how many people ask while we're live. But yes, I, well, hello. And as we've you. learned, sometimes you walk into a venue and they're, they legitimately have queen of the ring written down. So it's not just a Twitter handle. That is life. Yeah, it is. I live that life, so... And speaking of someone living life to the fullest, home from a wonderful excursion out to the U.S., running on fumes, what good fumes they are. It's probably like 10.30 their time, and their screen is appropriately frozen on their tired, <laughs> dying Pretty face. asleep. Simon Miller, trying to stay awake. How's it going, my man? Now I'm worried. Have I frozen? Because I haven't frozen. No one else is frozen. So now I don't know what's going on. I hope you can hear me. I can very, hear very you. Well. It's, it's starting to catch up. Well, I'm sure it'll sort I'm itself good. out the next minute or two. Honestly, it, it really fell in line with where I was Damn going. Damn British. Thank you for that, Simon. All right. Well, British Simon Wi-Fi sucks. Gets his <laughs> Wi-Fi together. We'll give him a break. Give him a second to collect himself here. Uh, Busy, busy. It feels like every week in 2023 in pro wrestling is busy. If we thought it was going to slow down after what was sort of a milestone year in 2022, it doesn't seem to be the case. But I would like to start here. Uh, I imagine Pornhub had a big bump in searches this week as everyone was looking for Raw Triple X, the 30th <laughs> anniversary <laughs> of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> 
They were probably left disappointed, neither here nor there. I was trying to register if you actually said Pornhub, and you did, so... You know, I feel I feel safe uh, in the under the branding that Sean Ross Sapp has sort of created here over at Fightful. So I think, if anything, it's all, it'd be apropos, it'd be a missed opportunity if I didn't. Uh, the 30th anniversary of Raw took place on Monday night. On Monday night. Um, I saw a lot of feedback. I was getting messages from people who were super excited about how the show was playing out. Uh, those who booked their tickets, you know, it was a, it was something like a, dom- a record domestic gate for an episode of Raw. I'm sure more than one person was stoked for that steel cage match that they did not get. Let's break it down. The good and the bad of the 30th anniversary episode of Raw. Dave, overall, what culture style? Are we giving this an up or a down? How did you feel about how the show played out? I'm giving it an up. Uh, obviously, we're going to get into some of the bad, but I am definitely giving the show an up. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's yeah. Let's pull the room, Alex. Up or down? I'm giving it a meh. Oh, so, breaking the rules. Very first topic of the day. I appreciate it. <laughs> but the queen does what the queen wants. If Charlotte Flair has taught me anything, sometimes. Simon, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done one of these before. Up, down. How are we rating this? Yeah, I've never done. It's brand new for me. This is great, crazy territory. I would absolutely give it an up. I thought it was a, a very enjoyable roar. Uh, there were certainly some down moments that, like Dave said, we'll talk about. But overall, I walked away going, yeah, I had a good time. Okay, so let's start there. For you, what were sort of on the plus sides, the biggest takeaway of Monday Night Raw, Dave? Uh, obviously, seeing The Undertaker, The American Badass was great. The opening segment with The Bloodline and Sami Zayn and the trial of Sami Zayn was fantastic. And Jay Uso was the MVP of that segment. That was great. Um, DX, instead of getting the usual Shawn Michaels super kicking somebody or Triple H pedigreeing somebody, I kind of like that they were like, we're too old for this now. And it turned into a great six man. Um, and I love, I loved the main event and I loved the return of Brock. Um, those were to me and oh, also Kevin Owens's promo, uh, from last night, I thought was very good as well. So those were a lot of the pluses that I saw from last night. Alex, what sort of, I know you said meh, but what sort of dragged that up for you? What stood out as some of the, the marquee best moments of the night? I definitely have to agree uh, with everything that Dave said. You know, like everything was great. It was nice to see the legends come out. Um, and it's always great to see legends mixed in with the current roster and to see you know the platform that they have built for the current roster right now it is amazing that we are 30 years into monday night raw uh and i absolutely agree with that opening segment with the bloodline i tweeted it out and i wholeheartedly think that they deserve an emmy for that segment and i do agree that jay was the mvp of that as well and then going into the match uh between judgment day and the bloodline with the usos and throwing up the x and then sammy had to come in it was phenomenal the way that they played it out and overall i do agree it was a good raw but when we get to the bad we'll get to the bad (laughs) Simon, what did you like most about this episode I mean, yeah, it's mostly what everyone has already said. I did. I think the first hour was, was tremendous television. And I, I think every, all the matches, well, bar, bar the ones we're going to talk about, you know, I, I really think delivered. But to try and sort of give it a different spin, what I really was it was um, taken aback by was in that first segment, you had the callbacks from Paul Heyman. You had the callbacks from Jey Uso with those video clips. 
So it rewarded you. You've been watching a long time. But then we got to the tag match, you know, the Usos versus uh, the Judgment Day. They did it again because obviously Jimmy gets injured and Sami Zayn gets, um, you know, a, a substitute in. And Adam Pearce says, well, you know, it's not really with the rules, but I did it when the Judgment Day became the number one contenders. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fair to say that over, you know, a, a big time period, WWE didn't necessarily rely on what they had done even a week ago to tell, to tell the stories going forward. So now that you're actually being patted on the back for things that have happened months ago, I think is great. And it reminds you, hey, maybe you do want to watch every single week because while it may seem somewhat insignificant at the time, it will have a payoff again, a month, two months, whatever. I love that stuff. Um, and that was kind of something that I thought really deserved some praise. Yeah, you know, uh, Dave, is it possible to turn your mic down a smidge if it's too much effort? Don't worry about sure, it. Sure, no, absolutely. Thank you. Um, what really stood out for me is I feel like a lot of times in the past, these sort of milestone episodes are kind of throwaways. I mean, even go back to just a short while ago when we had sort of the D-Generation X. So this, this was a way better DX segment than the last one where they just kind of like <laughs> came out with their glow sticks, did their shtick and all right, go home. Peace. Great. I really appreciated um, the effort to sort of use the older legends to give a little bit of a rub to the up and coming superstars. I like, you know, LA, I, some people were upset that LA Knight got wrecked, but I mean, LA Knight's the perfect guy to sort of slot into that role. He gets a moment one on one in the ring with The Undertaker, which I doubt he came backstage and complained about afterwards. Um, you get to see The Undertaker do a little passing of the torchish moment to Bray Wyatt. Um, I love the way that really natural chemistry between JBL and uh, Ron Simmons and The Godfather and how Baron Corbin ties into that, how the Street Profits and Seth Rollins came to help DX out. I thought there was a very, very nice little passing of the torch moments where you use your legends to actually spotlight the people that you have on your roster now. And so even, even I mean, back to the LA Knight thing, like Undertaker barely laid a hand on LA Knight. It was Bray Wyatt who got to hit the finisher. So all these little ways of not just sort of feeding your current roster the legends for a pop, but incorporating them all together, I really, really appreciate it. Um, look, we got to get to it, because I, I feel like Alex is just sitting here antsy waiting <laughs> to dig into it. Um, I I am not as big of a... Uh, I'm not... I, 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 I understand a bait and switch every now and then. I don't get quite as upset as other people do when you promise something, you don't deliver. I feel like it kind of plays into the nature of how pro wrestling is presented on TV. But guys, <laughs> to the poor people who went through the effort of setting up that steel cage, what a waste <laughs> of time. I hope they got their bonus that night. You cannot, you cannot promote a steel cage match and then not give people a steel cage match i i would like to skip ahead to alex if it's okay here what went at what point did you realize that all was lost in the segment i think when uh the, when damage control climbed the stage uh climbed the, the cage and i was like oh okay this is not going anywhere i was hoping that first of all going into raw i thought that was going to be the main event and to see it earlier on the show, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is just like, you know, shenanigans. And then they'll declare that it will be the main event uh, later that night, especially considering that it has been 19 years since we had a women's steel cage match. The first one was with Lita. And they mentioned and it on the broadcast. 
And they did. And I think that there should have been a little bit more of maybe a hype video package going into it, or maybe even a video package highlighting the many historic moments that women have had on Monday Night Raw. It has been 30 years. And to set that up, maybe even setting that up for the Charlotte and Bianca segment that they had. And we even had a Lunge Blaze with the original women's title. And that would have been cool to see because Charlotte Flair is SmackDown champion. Bianca Belair is also Raw's championship uh, champion. And so Charlotte did go into that segment talking about the women's revolution. That would have been a really great full circle to have Alundra Blaze come out and praise both of them. Maybe like, you know, they were butting heads, maybe set separate them and be like, hey, although you guys have your, you know, your heat with each other uh you guys both did pave the way for women who, like me who did not have a chance back in the day back in the 90s there could have been something more we could have had more women legends come out like victoria for example she maybe could have walked becky out to to the ring um but that is my main dilemma with raw last night that is my main bad overall i think it was probably the best monday night raw that we've had in a while probably since the last anniversary show um and i agree with everyone across the board that with the different segments that we've had it has been great the kevin owens promo brock lesnar coming out teasing maybe a, an appearance on monday night raw or i'm sorry on the royal rumble um but i felt like there should have been a little bit more recognition for the women that have come in the past i mean even this saturday is the royal rumble the first woman that has ever appeared or the first woman that has appeared on the royal rumble was china she got that position because she beat the corporate uh battle royal on monday night raw and it was the main event even though stone cold steve austin helped her this and that he also helped mick foley win the title as well on, on monday night raw something could have been done um and that's just really my overall complaint about it. The Bella Twins have gone on Instagram Live to talk about it as well. And I absolutely agree with them. But that is honestly my one bad with last night's Monday Night Raw. All right, Dave. Um, unfortunately, I think the two bad segments from last night were the two women's segments. And if you listen to me this morning on Busted Open, everybody knows my opinion about that cage match. By the way, do I sound okay now? Uh, I'll let the people decide, but you, you've always sounded great to me, Dave. Okay. Voice for radio. <laughs> um, I actually, Alex, the one thing I would disagree with you on is I'm actually, I actually loved the placement of where uh, we were going to see Becky and Bailey because it was right after the Undertaker segment. And I actually mentioned on yesterday's show on Monday, I said that, Man, if you could have that match right after one of the legend segments, it could show like maybe some viewers that haven't watched wrestling in a while that are tuning in because the Undertaker is going to be there because of these legends. And then you have a banger of a match. So like, let's just say that you, hey, I haven't watched wrestling in 20 years. And by the way, I think there was like what they're saying about uh, over like 600,000 viewers over last week that tuned into Raw last night. So let's just say a lot of those viewers haven't watched in a while, and you tuned in, you saw The Undertaker, and you're like, all right, I'm going to stick and watch this show for a little while longer. And then you have Becky and Bailey put on a clinic in that cage for everybody to see. Then guess what? Maybe those viewers will tune in next week and the week after and the week after that. I really think 
that they dropped the ball on that match last night. If you would have had a showcase for two of the best women, those are two of the, what, top 10 women's wrestlers over the last 20 years, and you have them in a cage on Monday Night Raw, I, I can't tell you how upset I am by what they did last night in that cage match. And as you said, all the people that put that cage together, and, you know, putting it together and lifting it up above the arena for, for what, a five-minute segment on Raw? Come on now. Terrible job. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. 
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You got some of this energy. I got a coffee machine right there. Should have used great. it. Uh, Simon. <laughs> am, well. I am I wrong? No. That was no. the perfect opportunity no. to have new fans or old fans that haven't tuned in a while and put on a banger of a match between those two in a cage. I think an easy 20 minutes would have been great for them. 20, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading some of the comments. They got me cracking up. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not laughing at this situation, of course. Do we do we think, Simon, before we move on to you, do we, I want to pull the room. Why? 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 Did someone get injured? What? What? Why? I think, um, I mean, the rumor and the, the sort of the news, if we can call it that, going around is that the opening segment went too long. So they had to cut time and they chose to cut that because apparently, again, this is, who knows what's true and what's not true. Becky was going to win and then Damage Control were going to do that attack. So they thought, well, we can cut the match and we'll just do the angle afterwards. The problem with that is that there was plenty of other segments on that show you could have not even got rid of. You could have cut down and you could have found probably 10 minutes to give to that cage match. Now you want more than 10 minutes, but 10 minutes is much better than <laughs> absolutely nothing. And... <laughs> I think the other issue that I had with it, to tie into Dave's point, is I didn't... The match was fine. I enjoyed the match, but I didn't get the Bianca Belair-Sonya Deville match either. I didn't see why Sonya Deville had to lose when she's about to challenge Charlotte for the title. And on a more general level, I think Sonya Deville is, like, great. <laughs> I think she's one of the most underutilized people they have. And she just gets put in losing positions all the time, which is not a big... It's not a big deal. But it is when all of a sudden the story logic starts to kind of crumble away because that does affect you down the line. So I think it was those two things in parity that were a shame. And going back to Alex's point, the fact that there wasn't that big a celebration of moments that we've had over the last 30 years when it comes to the women. So that's where I think the massive error was. It wasn't just, if it had just been the cage match, okay. If it just been this, is okay. But there was this sort of like run of little things that happened. And by the end of it, it was like, well, that was, that was weird. <laughs> I don't understand. Don't understand why we did why we did any of that, and especially the way that Sonderville just lost. You know, I hit you with a KOD one two three, and you're like, ah, oh, all right, <laughs> see ya. You know, it didn't. It just didn't. It just didn't work when everything else seemed to be so well thought out heading into the Royal Rumble. None of that really seemed to be that well thought out. In closing, before we move on to the next thing, guys, if you have a super chat that you want to leave a question for the panel, feel free to throw them in. Though we'll get to them on the back end of the show. Um, in closing, what is your one? Let's give WWE some room to improve here. How do we like this compared to sort of previous shows of the same ilk? I thought they put a lot more thought into it than just slapping an anniversary date on it and calling it a day. What's one thing you'd like to see them improve on the next time one of these milestones comes around? Dave? I think after watching Raw over the last couple of months is is with the women. I, I think that's something that definitely needs to improve. I think Alex and Simon hit the nail right on the head. Put a little bit more thought into it. You know, put put more. Listen, we just saw on Friday the story built between Charlotte and Sonya Deville. Why would you want to see that story play out after what we saw last night? So I think a little bit more uh, with the women's division. That's my that's my take. Alex? I agree. I think a little bit more with the women's division for sure. From the... Uh, there was a Monday Night Raw, I believe it was the Monday Night Raw um, 
before the 2018 Royal Rumble where they had it at the Hammerstein Ballroom. It's definitely much better than that because a lot of people were complaining who were in the Hammerstein Ballroom. But I did like the way that they recognized the women there then, right? Where they had a lot of the women come out. And even if it was just like in, you know, on the stage and just waving like, hi, hello, at least there was some more recognition for that Monday Night Raw, that celebration of Monday Night Raw compared to this one. Um, But yeah, overall, just give women a chance that's all <laughs> simon are we going three for three on this yeah i think so and, and just to give sort of a more general overview because you mentioned the other tribute shows or anniversary shows i mean we could do more with legends overall wwe does absolutely love going we'll just have a poker game and if you look in the background you may see your favorite character from the last 15 years and i don't mind it but i think just now it's got a little bit old like it was nice that ted dibiossi got the moment and irs and ddp Alundra Blaze just had to sit there, as we've already already said, which was absolutely ridiculous. Um, But I think maybe less is more going forward. You don't need to bring, you know, 50 people in and just have them sit there. And then that actually may, you know, improve everything that we've said, because you won't feel the need to kind of, you know, force these things in there. Um, But yeah, I mean, mean, it's absolutely three for three for that. But again, to end on a positive note, I did think it was a, a very entertaining show. But if we get to Raw 35, and they can remember that there are <laughs> different people that they can focus on. I actually think it would have been, a, yeah, a pretty much a home run. And really quick, like, I'm sorry, maybe I'm the only one that thinks this. I don't think Hulk Hogan when I think of Monday Night Raw. That's just me. Like, you know, I just don't think of Hulk Hogan when I look back at the last 30 years of Monday Night Raw. Well, especially yeah. because from like yeah. 96 to 99, he was trying to stop Monday Night Raw. <laughs> well, earlier than that, 94 or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. I don't think of Hogan at all. Yeah, I think no. of him in the Monday Night Wars, but not Monday Night Raw. Yes. I totally agree. My, my only amendment I would make to that trial, because I thought it was perfect. I just think, I think Rikishi should have been there and at stake if found guilty was like a gnarly stink face in the corner for Sammy saying, I think that would have just put that segment over the top. But who cares? I mean, come on. Someone spikes great. Shout out to Amago. But I'd, I'd honestly rather, based on some of the stories I heard, if people aren't aware, uh, Rikishi would keep like different levels of trunks in his in his bag. He'd have ones that he'd like never wash. So if you really rub that guy the wrong way, from what I understand, you would get like the worst stink face imaginable. So, you know, Simone, Simone, Simone Spike? Stink face, just a little bit. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to topic number two. I'm sorry for everything I've subjected you guys to today. Um, hey, it was so funny. Earlier today, I was seeing reports that, um, you know, shout out to the WWE for uh, paying tribute to the late Jay Briscoe on their show, even in a small way. Um, shout out to the AEW roster who did what they could. Excalibur mentioned on the broadcasts. Uh, some wrestlers wore armbands, but... Uh, the info coming down the line was that, uh, you know, executive TV executives had said, nope, we're not, we're not doing that. Um, this dates back to some really, really old homophobic comments that sort of resurfaced from on, from on the internet. Um, and in his passing, they decided to kind of stick to that, uh, no Briscoe brothers on AEW television. Well, uh, Tony Khan announced today that Mark Briscoe will be going one-on-one with Jay Lethal on AEW Dynamite, a tribute to the late Jay Briscoe, recently passed away. Um, how, you know, I'd like to know 
not only how do we feel, but why do we think that they sort of went back and, and loosened up their feelings on this? For me, um, as someone who covers a lot of MMA, uh, UFC president Dana White's Power Slap League recently launched, uh, barely, barely after uh, he was captured on camera slapping his wife a lot harder than she slapped him. And it, it was just ridiculous to me that not only did they air that product, but they would their sort of punishment was let's just push it back a week after after that video emerged, and then you're you're telling AEW that they can't pay tribute to a deceased wrestler. Just mine blows my mind. But you know I, I'm here to sort of set the table. Um, Dave, we start with you last. We'll start with Alex this time. Um, how do you feel about the news, and how do we think we got here? I know obviously you don't know the inner workings necessarily, but. How do you feel about how all this came together for Mark and Jay Lethal on TV? Yeah, uh, I am happy that, you know, Jay Briscoe is going to have a proper tribute on AEW with his brother and Jay Lethal, which is funny because my first live Ring of Honor show was best, I think it was best in the world 2015. It was in Terminal 5, and the main event was Jay Lethal versus uh, Jay Briscoe. So for me, that's like, full story for me personally um but in terms of the business side with warner i i understand that they wouldn't want to celebrate him after discovering that he did make homophobic remarks uh i do identify in the lgbtq plus community and i think that you know i believe wholeheartedly that if someone holds themselves accountable and makes the change and shows the growth, uh, not only, you know, in the limelight, but also backstage as well. Um, I think we should hold on to that a little bit more. And it was nine years ago. That's not an excuse. Nine years ago, you know, sure, you know, you should know better. Um, but there are a lot of wrestlers who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community that, shared a locker room with him and have told numerous stories of how he has been the one to welcome them into the locker room and he has been the one to um you know open the doors for them a little bit of comfort in the locker room especially as an lgbtq plus community uh you know wrestler if you're a gay wrestler like you may not feel a little too comfortable especially when um you know in a locker room setting to begin with, especially in this industry that is very masculine, right? And sometimes a toxic masculine environment as well. Um, but I do think that, again, as long as they're held accountable and they change, it's fine. But again, I understand in a business standpoint, they may not know too much about what was going on within his growth since he's made those comments. So I understand why they wouldn't. I am glad to see that they've, you know, uplifted it and they're allowing them to pay tribute to him. I hope that, you know, they do a little bit more, of course, now that they have the permission to do it with more than just a match. Um, but yeah, I, it's nice to see that that has happened. But again, like, I think with a lot of fans, that do identify in the LGBTQ plus community, if they still feel after all of that, that they don't want to support him, that's also okay too, just because people are valid to, you know, have their own opinion and have their own stance on some things, especially in that community. There are so many 
laws that are being passed now, like anti-trans laws, especially this, this year that are trying to be passed. And so I understand both sides, um, but it is very wonderful to see that they are paying tribute to him, especially after such a tragic loss. And it has shaken up the entire wrestling community, but it's also very amazing to see that this community does come together for that to take care of one another. Yeah, um, Simon, for those who, you know, I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised to see WWE mention it because the Briscoe brothers, you know, uh, row till the day they die. Apologies if that if that comes out wrong. Um, you know, a, a cornerstone of not just that promotion, but of independent wrestling. Like when you think about tag teams that were not signed by the WWE, um, it's the Briscoe brothers, man. They've been tearing it up for such a long time. How exciting is it to see that there's going to be a platform to recognize a professional wrestler who maybe has kind of flown under the radar of the mainstream audience for such a long time? Yeah, I think I think it's really important. Like, you know, it's um, if you kind of sort of go into into the history about the Jay Briscoe, you know, the Briscoes in WWE, there was an offer there. Then there was the issues with the tweets. The offer was rescinded. And then, you know, a few years later, there was another offer. But the Briscoes decided that it was a low ball offer, essentially. And the Briscoes decided, well, it's not worth it financially. We can continue to work on our farm or we can see our family and our, and our kids. So, you know, I think the fact that there was interest there, but there were sort of, you know, extenuating circumstances goes to show that people were interested in them. And really, when you go through their body of work over the last 20 years, if you want to say, and I know it's difficult because you kind of have to hit those major promotions to get this kind of accolade. That's just how it works in any kind of a sport. But yeah, if you want to say, like, you know, they're the best tag team of the last two decades, the evidence is there when you go through their matches. I think after a certain point, maybe, I mean, I'm just pulling a date out of nowhere, 2008, 2009, 2010, I don't think they had bad matches. Like, I, don't, I don't think they ever had, had bad matches. And they obviously had chemistry as brothers and a tag team. And then when they did their single stuff, you know, they had um, they had their own stories and, and work, you know, bodies of work that they brought into it. So... You know, I think it is important um, because you want those memories to, to stay alive and you want those memories to be, you want those matches to be showcased. So even if it's just a mention on, you know, on NXT or on, or on SmackDown, obviously the bigger thing that AEW is going to do, that just opens the door. And especially, and I don't never want to talk on, you know, people that are grieving's behalf, but I can only imagine there must be some solace to that to know that the amount of effort, the blood, the sweat, the tears they put in isn't just going to be, it's not going to vanish, right? And hopefully we can put it on a platform. I mean, just to echo what, you know, Alex said too, it's, you know, it, it's always going to be tied up with the, uh, with, with the controversy. Um, and I said it on the video that we did, we, we did on what culture, like I am a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a white bald straight guy. So I don't get to make that call. Like I stand by that. The, the crazies came at me, but I don't, <laughs> I don't get to make that call because you know, words can, you know, words, words can hurt. Like if somebody wants to come with the bald community, man, I'm right in there. I'm like, let's go, <laughs> let's go right now. But, um, you know, all, all the wrestlers that I did talk to that were, you know, homosexual or, or you know, part of the community. Every single one I talked to, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great number, but you know, I, I, a few people did say he's you know completely changed his you know, he changed his ways. He knows that he's sorry. When he was signed to Ring of Honor under Tony Khan, Tony Khan said you're going to have to undergo sensitivity training. So he said, "Yep, totally get it." And I and I think that story is massively important to get out there as well. Again, much like Alex said, if words hurt you, you can't. It's not you can't just flick a light switch and get over it, and you have to go on your own journey with that. But I, th I also think it's really important that the other side did get out 
and everybody has come together to say this man knew he did wrong and i i truly think you know maybe it, it's just it's just how i see the world yeah it, it, if you we all got to make mistakes some mistakes are worse than others but if you truly do yeah hold yourself accountable and you learn and you spend the next 10 years trying to get better and asking questions like a lot of the stories that ian riccoboni told were incredible and the conversation that they had i think it's important to throw that into into the mix as well so hopefully that is the message that's got out there now which is why wwe and other companies are like yeah we, we you know we have to celebrate what this guy did in wrestling because it was second to none like it truly was he was a very very special talent um you know uh, rightfully so we put a lot of the emphasis on jay and there will be that way on AEW dynamite tonight i imagine but um there is another brother who is going to have to keep it together get in that ring and and pay tribute uh dave i mean we can only imagine but what are your thoughts about what mark briscoe is going to go through tonight it's 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 going to be it's going to be tough and um you know jay briscoe is somebody probably was on busted open more than any other guest in the 13 years that we've been on the air everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I just want to echo what Alex and Simon said and the fact that, you know, once a word is out there, you can't kill a word once it's, once you speak that word or tweet that word, it's out there. And um, and it's very difficult to rectify something once it is out there and you offend people and you hurt people. But man, if there was any of any story that you want to tell is about how Jay wanted to rectify that as best he could and 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 wanted listen, people can change, you know, all of us, everybody that's, you know, a part of this show or listening to this show. Um you can change. And I think, I think Jay Briscoe definitely tried to educate himself on a community that he wasn't familiar with. And I think that side of the story needs to be told too. And then the hypocrisy of, like you mentioned, the power slap league, like after that video went out there that you just delay it one week and then the hypocrisy of major companies, not wanting to talk about it, wanting to bury it and not wanting it to come to light. Like, so for this person to not get the proper tribute a week ago like he should have, somebody who made a mistake, understood he made a mistake, and wanted to learn from that mistake and educate himself, and then you have this power slap league that continued to go on and be on the air. It's 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 terrible, but, other, but we have to look forward. And I'm glad that Mark and Jay Lethal are going to have this match and have a proper tribute for Jay Briscoe. Yeah, let me just let me just add to that. Uh, former UFC fighter Eric Spicely tweeted that he uh, was reached out to to participate. First round, to, and, and like if you watch the videos, people are getting like knocked out cold at these things. Two grand to show up, and two grand if you win. So you you lose that first round, you get knocked out cold. That's two thousand dollars. Good luck at the hospital. I doubt they're covering much. Unbelievable. Just, Unbelievable. Just, just the strangest, most absurd thing. Isn't there also like CTE conversations being brought up with the power slap as well? 
There must be. I mean, that, that you know, it, yeah. it, it's a, that's a whole different podcast. But I, oh, as yeah. someone who watches yeah, people sure. bludgeon each other all day, I get it. But like, you need, you should be able to defend. Their their excuse I saw today was, oh, there's a lot of defense involved in how you flex your neck, and I'm like, that's that is not. I, I, not for defense, I, I can't imagine how that got a green light. I, like, I just I don't know what executive said. This is a great idea. Let's put it on TV. I will always laugh that buried inside Dana White's power slap league is white power. Just right there. Just right there. That's a, <laughs> a, a fun little touch. Just just the perfect thing for a TBS branding. Good job, guys. Okay. Um, now, before we move on to the next thing, we got to go to Sean Ross Sapp real quick. The guy who keeps the lights running here. If you are a closeted fan of Power Slap and you don't want anyone to know what you're watching, uh, he might have a product for you. So let's, we're not going to be able to hear this guy. So let's just see what he has to say. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. How about this? 30-day money-back guarantee. Four months free. Watch your favorite shows abroad. Whether you're traveling or you're at home and you want to watch something from overseas. Access this on all of your devices, phone, laptop, desktop, PC, tablet, doesn't matter. Three great tiers, a pass, a locker, a VPN, or all three. Block annoying pop-up ads, block malware, block online trackers. Keep your data safe, browse anonymously, browse securely with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Shield your data from snoops and criminals. You know I'm a snoop. I'm not a criminal, but I am a snoop. So unless you want me getting your scoops, get NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Secure all of your devices. Check it out. It's a great deal. How can you afford to miss this? You're going to end up saving money with NordVPN.com slash Fightful and having a better browsing experience. There we go. Thank you, SRS, for doing what you do. Um, now, before we move on to a little bit of the Q&As, the Super Chats, guys, if there's anything you want to ask Dave, Alex, Simon, who knows? Maybe maybe your old boy Shaq can help you out with something. Please leave a dollar, leave a thousand. I got my preference, but either way, I'll get your questions read. Um, the Royal Rumble is upon us. Man, I mean, Monday, Wednesday, we're not, we're not even through Wednesday, and there's so much to talk about. But the Royal Rumble, my favorite annual pay-per-view ever since they butchered Survivor Series. This year was good, but the last... Mm. Um, we are coming off what some would say is the most abysmal... Royal Rumble match in WWE history. Top five, without a doubt, if I may say so myself. Um, you know, you had Shane McMahon make, like, what, 800 grand for, like, 22 seconds of rabbit punching and that whole fiasco. Um, shout out to Bad Bunny. He did his thing. I am really, really excited for this year's match. Now, I'm still under the belief and the assumption that creative is running through Triple H, and if that can just last till Saturday, I'm... I am prepared for the house to fall apart come Sunday morning, but I'd really appreciate if we can hold it together for just what? When Thursday? Three more days. Three more days, and I'll be a happy camper. Uh, the Royal Rumble is coming. I'm so excited to see uh, what it might look like with a little bit more focus. Cody Rhodes' announcement has been heavily hyped. Shout out to the man to your left there, Dave. Um, I think that's been a great sort of nod to it. The Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns stuff has been fantastic. It's hilarious to me that that creepy Bray Wyatt match has a Mountain Dew logo slapped on it, but whatever. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, Simon, what is your interest level for the Royal Rumble right now? Oh, man, I'd say 9. You know, The only reason I don't say 10 is because you always got to leave yourself somewhere to go. But, I mean, it's all about stories, right? 
It's all about angles. And you just dropped a load in there. Like, even if you're not massively into the story, at least it's there. And at least you can sink your teeth into it. And I, I agree with you. I think, let's say that Triple H is going to be in charge of this, this Raw Rumble. His first Raw Rumble. You could argue the biggest pay-per-view, excuse me, premium live event that he's had so far. He's going to want to knock it out the park. And given all the little seeds he's planted so far, I don't see why he's not going to be able to do it. I mean, there is so much hype and there's so much enthusiasm that around about 4 p.m. my time today, all of a sudden a bunch of betting companies said, oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's now the favorite. And you're like, okay, well, this is getting out of control now, right? It's, but this is the point. People are just going nuts and they're fantasy booking and they're excited. And I believe that this is, this is the highest uh, you know, paid gate in Royal Rumble history. Last night at Raw, I think was the, I think Raw made more money in ticket sales than it's ever made. Now, of course, inflation and ticket prices come into that. But when you're talking about excitement and you start hearing all of these figures, and you start hearing all of these people going, maybe this can happen and maybe that can happen. Seems to have been, um, you know, kind of nullified now. But it was only a week ago, it was saying, oh, The Rock's going to turn up. The Rock's going to win the Royal Rumble. Look, there's, there's electricity on the Royal Rumble poster. And that, to me, just goes to show that people are into this event. And they want to know what's going to happen. And I, I mean, I really hope it's an absolute, it's an absolute barn burner. I have to say, going back to our first conversation, I'm a little bit worried that only seven women have declared for the Women's Raw Rumble. I kind of feel like we should probably, we should get on that train. But we've had that discussion. I think we all, we all, we all agree. But at the end of the day, it doesn't actually matter because if you book the Raw Rumble right, be it men's, women's, whatever, it's always a great match. And it doesn't have to be filled with surprises or anything like that. You just need a few good ones to make people go, oh, my gosh. But it's also the fact that you can argue so many winners. Maybe Cody Rhodes does win. Maybe you pull a fast one, you have Sami Zayn win. Can you imagine that? You know, I'm sure there's other people that you could make an argument for as well. I'm still waiting for the day when there's a random Royal Rumble winner that you never saw coming. Like, Bron Breaker just turns up and goes, oh, I won. I would love that if it's done in the right sense. So, no, I think come Sunday morning, there is going to be a lot of conversations. And it's all going to be good and it's all going to be exciting. And that works for me because I can make lots of video content. So at the moment, it is thumbs up for the Royal Rumble. You know, uh, I, I've seen him making the rounds online, especially with Chris Van Vliet. Shout out to my fellow Canadian. But uh, Chris Masters has been like pitching the spot to anyone who would listen where <laughs> it's like him and Lashley for a Master Lock Challenge. I'm honestly, I, I would I would get a kick out of it. Just give the guy oh, a phone. Me too. It's, a, it's a good idea. Reward it. Just one day. Come on, let's have it. Um, Dave, how are we feeling going into this Royal Rumble? How do we feel the build has been? And on the flip side, do you think the actual event is going to exceed, meet, or perhaps uh, fall short of your expectations? I I think it's actually going to exceed. Think of it this way. One of my favorite moments from last year was Mickey James showing up with her Impact theme and her Impact Knockouts Championship. And that was under the creative reign of Vince McMahon. Now we have Triple H. So I can't even imagine what could possibly happen, you know, in that women's Royal Rumble match. I I got very high expectations, and I think they're going to meet that expectation. And then you look at what happened, you know, on Raw 30. How is Sami Zayn, you know, what's that test? What's that final test going to be at the Royal Rumble on Saturday? Like you mentioned, Cody's return. Do we see The Rock? I mean, that's still out there somewhere. Like, there are so many potential surprises. I think this, I I actually think that this is going to be one of the greatest Royal Rumbles in recent memory. And I think it really does fall because it's under Triple H's regime. So I I think they're going to knock it out of the park. I do agree with you. Last year was definitely a bit of a disappointment. I think they want to wash that bad taste 
out of people's mouth this year, it's going to be huge. You know, Simon gave it a nine. I'm giving it a 10. A 10 for my expectations coming up on Sunday. Uh, Alex, how are we feeling? We got we have some happy man. There's some positivity in this room. Um, Alex, are you gonna stay on board with the train, or are you about to drag us all down with you? No, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got you there. No, I am excited. It's it's the Royal Rumble. This is the one of the most exciting pay per views in history in wrestling history not even just wwe you know it is part of the big four pay-per-views and uh, i will echo with what everyone is saying where you know this is now under the triple h regime right and so far we've had SummerSlam and we've had survivor series and people have been pretty satisfied with those pay-per-views as well so i wouldn't doubt Game that the royal rumble would too. also be satisfying and um i think Again, you don't need that that many huge surprise entrants uh, for this year. I will say it is really funny that last year we are all agreeing that it is the worst Royal Rumble. And that was the event where WrestleMania sign caught on fire. <laughs> and that is the worst thing that happened at the Royal Rumble last wow, year. I actually but... totally forgot about that. Exactly. That's how bad that's how bad the rumble was is that we completely forgot that a whole set caught on fire and they had to evacuate a section just so the fans would be safe. Um but you know, it could only go up from last year. So I think this year would be really great. I think, you know, there are some heavy predictions. Cody absolutely might win the Royal Rumble, but it would be really cool to see Sami Zayn win it, maybe even Kevin Owens still, you know, feuding with the bloodline as well. I think the women's Royal Rumble is very exciting because that is up in the air. I think a lot of people are predicting that Rhea Ripley is going to win, but I see Bailey winning. Mm. Uh, I think that would be really cool, but either way, I'm just so excited to be a part of, you know, watching the Royal Rumble. It is fun for any kind of level for wrestling fans whether you're a new fan a fan who hasn't watched in a while and you're coming back or a current fan it is always so much fun to watch the royal rumble and you know me personally i would love to see right to censor ivory come back because when she came <laughs> back last year it was golden and i would love to see her come back this year <laughs> um and, and before we wrap up on some uh fan stuff you know, Triple H is a little bit more in tune with sort of the uh, online wrestling audience. What are the likelihood on? Let's give it a thumbs up, thumbs down. Maybe Alex will throw another meh at us. Uh, what is the likelihood we see a New Japan Pro Wrestling cameo at the Rumble this year? Dave, yes or no? Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do an Alex, and I'm gonna go like this. I'm not sure. Stranger things have happened, so I'm going middle of the road. I'm riding the fence on this one. Alex? Okay. So, this is a huge stretch. But I would love, I know he just had his retirement match this, oh, this weekend. Yeah. But oh, I would yeah. love to see the great Muda come out because he has retired, but he's never wrestled in WWE. I guess if you're counting WCW, sure. But WWE, he's never wrestled. He's retired. It would be really cool if he retired, came into the Royal Rumble, missed I don't know, The Miz, and then just come out and get eliminated. I think that would be really great. Um, but, yeah, I don't – maybe? I don't know. The cards might be in the stars for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. 
I, I, I think the only problem with the Raw Rumble is, you know, wrestling politics. Because whoever comes in from New Japan, they're not going to win it, are they? So you can't have a Carter in there because New Japan will always got to win. They're going to be not winning. So, but I, listen, I, I would imagine that Triple H would like to have a good working relationship with as many other promotions as possible. So why not? Why not go? Why not put someone in there that's maybe not like a super duper star, but that would pop the hardcore fans and prove, yeah, look, we'll, we'll treat your talent well. So I'm going to say, yes, I am. I'm going to say it's going to happen. Okay. I'm having fun with this. Let's do one more round. Who is more likely to make an appearance at this year's Rumble, Matt Cardona or Zack Ryder? Dave? Zack Ryder. I think it's going to be Zack Ryder. Alex? For a second, I was like, wait, what's the difference? But then I got it. Uh, <laughs> I want to see the woo-woo guy come back. Yeah. I want to see Zack Ryder. Oh, that theme. We know I'm, it. I'm so stoked for that theme song, Simon. Yeah, I I think if you're gonna do it, you have Zack Ryder at the Rumble, and then he I, goes on some I have kind a of a lot like... of people online being like, "Oh, it's got to be Matt Cardona." I'm like, I no, love you the transition re- into that afterwards. Like you for, move into Matt Cardona. I just feel Cardona. like the reinvention is less about the name and more about the booking. Like I don't see a meaningful difference between Matt Cardona and Zack Ryder. I just appreciate the grind and the hustle and the commitment to carving out a new path. But it's not like they're different characters to me very i mean you know they're yeah. different he's more serious but give me the give me the give me the I, give he, me drop, the he drops more f-bombs <laughs> matt cardona swears more cool. well you know it seems like trips is more open to it so he might fit well and shout out to my fellow uh bc native chelsea green um okay guys let's get to these paid stuff before we go down because we have a lot of them i'm honestly not convinced there's a, sequ- a single question on here i think everyone's just stoked to have Simon miller back <laughs> I understand. Oh, that's I very too. Kind. Uh, we'll go to TPU. Says friends. great panel. Shout out to Miller, legend, MC Scammer. Are you, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? It's gonna keep going. All right, MC Scammer. It's Miller time. So excited to have you on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blush too much. I do. They're lovely. I love you all. Fightful. Awesome please people. sign Simon Sins when he is free. There we go. <laughs> okay, we have we have a real. I mean, not that these weren't real. We we appreciate them. We love Simon, but let's do something we can actually dig into. Uh, I'll let whoever we got a little bit of time. Let's let I'll, I'll freestyle. Whoever wants to tackle this one first and go for it. Uh, who's joining me and weeping with a smile on their face as Mark hits the J Driller on Lethal tomorrow night? I can't wait. Um, let's frame it this way. How are you guys gonna feel watching that match? It's going to be tough. It's going to be emotional. There's no doubt. Alex, yeah, um, I think, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it'll be bittersweet, right? It, it's, it'd be so nice to have, I mean, Mark Briscoe is going to get a tremendous reaction. But then, you know, you'll have a great match because you will, and then it will, yeah, yeah, he'll win. But then the reality of the situation will almost re-hit you. And yeah, I guess there'll be a kind of finality to it as well, which is both good and bad, depending on how you look at it. But yeah, it's, I mean, I, I would compare it to the Brody Lee tribute show, right? Like a, a genuine, a beautiful thing to watch, but my word is horrendous in, you know, for the obvious reasons. Alex? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's uh, definitely going to be emotional for all wrestling fans, whether you are familiar with Jay Briscoe's former work or not. Uh, it is very going to be, it's going to be emotional. And I was thinking of the Brody Lee tribute show as well and they did a tremendous job with that so i have no doubt that they will do a tremendous job tomorrow night as well but i think it is going to be 
a heavy match to watch, but it's also, you know, a celebration of his life. You know, he's celebrating his brother and Jay Lethal has been in the ring with Jay Briscoe hundreds and hundreds of times. Uh, so I think I would not doubt that in the beginning of the match, once they ring that bell, they, they will have a standing ovation, you know, as the crowd, wherever they are. I'm not sure familiar where they are going to be in tomorrow for Dynamite. But yeah, definitely very, very emotional match for tomorrow. I was sort of mulling this one over and, and it's, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what Mark Briscoe's full-time schedule is going to look like once he's, you know, had, had some rightfully deserved time to himself and with his family. But like, is it too soon to talk about some sort of Briscoe's tag team cup since Mark may still be actively competing or should we just pull the trigger on it? Yeah, just do it, right? Why not? Keep the memory alive, right? I agree. Let's do it. For sure. I love it. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to I Kyle agree. Stevens here. Hey, Simon, I need you to stop blinking for a second. Eyes wide. All right. Simon Miller, blink twice if you're in the rumble. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about it. First. <laughs> can you imagine, right? It, let's, let's be real here, right? If I walked out in the Royal Rumble, you get one guy out of what the 30,000 guy. I saw YouTube guy, and everyone else would be like, "What's going? What's going on?" I think you get at least three, dude? Simon. I think you get at least. Well, three. I, like I maybe get three, or I get a pop because everybody would think it was Goldberg, and then realize no, it's not Goldberg. <laughs> That's it. As I, far as this goes, dude, if you give me Gilberg, Simon Miller, and Goldberg, and three back-to-back entries in the Royal Rumble, I'll be. <laughs> I'm there for it all day. As long as you guys stand in the middle of the ring and you do the Spider-Man point. Then it's good. Absolutely. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Nice. Right back, back while we're at it. This is... There you go. Nice. Yes, yeah, Cesaro, Claudio, he can come in. Hey, yeah, Simon, who are your uh, top five big bald dudes of wrestling? Oh, man. All right. Well, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously. Uh, Goldberg. Uh, yeah, you got to put Claudio in there, I think. I mean, the man is an absolute, absolute monster. And this is when it gets hard because I start, <laughs> I start right there. I can't think of bald. There'd be such obvious bald wrestlers that I'm not, you know, I can't even, I can't even fathom. Throw me some bald wrestlers. They're always, it's usually his top three. I mean, you don't quite look like him, but Bobby Lashley is bald. Um, oh my gosh, I would put Bobby Lashley yeah, in there. Yeah. See, but man, he, for some reason, he doesn't look bald, does he? Because he's just a monster. So you kind of, <laughs> I don't see him as a human being. He's just like some kind of jacked up machine i love bobby lashley yeah i put bobby lashley in there bald ryback was bald i mean i would also add bam bam bigelow because bam 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 bigelow Bigelow. had the tattoo you know yeah that's not a bad shout yeah although now there you go you see you know you mean you can't put hogan in there because he he pretended he wasn't bald still to this day (laughs) he still pretends (laughs) even though we all know i mean technically macho man randy savage went bald he did, but he too tried to tried to hide it, but he did. Yeah, he did go bald. You know, I'm I'm very appreciative of how Adam Pierce has quietly built himself from uh, the, like indie wrestler to WWE authority figure. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I could not have predicted that one. Also, good. honorable mention is Molly Holly. So, uh, you know, funny enough, Ooh. someone just said that in the chat. Very nice. Oh, and really? jazz, <laughs> jazz too. Jazz. Oh, jazz, great one, jazz. She's got that right. She smashes yeah. that look. Yeah. Tremendous. This. Yeah. That ended up being a better question than I'd anticipated. My opinion. <laughs> I'm happy to hear it. Uh, all right, last one for the day. Shout out to MC Scammer again. Miller for Rumble winner 2023. Um. Yeah, I have no follow up to that. Sorry, I tried. Oh, Serena Deeb was bald for a time. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Baron Corbin as well. He's bald. Triple H is bald now. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Michael is bald. Kurt Angle is bald. Uh, oh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. My goodness. Oh, Terrible job by everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, guys this has been a blast uh i'm having so much fun i wish we would keep going but it's about time to wrap up first and foremost i want to thank everyone who tuned in today donated their super chats left their questions mostly just complimented simon miller but he deserves it man up 11 30 yes. local time after an excursion to the u.s big wow. simon people miller think guy. you're high i can't confirm or deny that but i know you're tired because you've been working hard so nicely done. i mean I, i'll be honest with you i mean genuinely I've, I've never smoked weed in my life that's true too i never have i told someone this the other day and they thought i was crazy i was like it just never happened sorry someone <laughs> told me the other day i think my 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 fiance's dad that apparently he just learned like 12 percent of people have never in the globally have never touched alcohol and i'm like that doesn't <laughs> Dave's like I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, uh, I anyone that said nice things, I just was like, I really do appreciate it. It means the world to me. You humble me very much. Yeah, we appreciate having you. Um, Simon, any any upcoming wrestling bookings that you can share with us? Where can the people? See uh, yeah, you? I mean, I mean, in, in if you're in the UK and you're watching this, I mean, I have loads. I mean, the best thing I'll do is I'll say go to my Twitter at Simon three one six. However. If you are US-based, what I will tell you, I don't want to confirm anything too yet because it's all conversations. If you're going to WrestleMania weekend and you'd like to see Simon Miller wrestle, I may have one of those schedules that you look at and go, well, that was a silly thing to do. <laughs> but, isn't it, but isn't it awesome? And then, yeah, hopefully in April, going back to, to New York as well. Um, but yeah, just for, yeah, for all dates, just hit me up on social media. And if anyone can come down, I'd love to see it. Love it. Uh, Dave, I think the people know where they can find you, but I want to leave the floor to you. Anything you want to let them know, please. Yeah, uh, Busted Open live Monday through Saturday, 9 to noon on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. You can also get the podcast if you're too cheap for Sirius. Uh, get the podcast uh, wherever you get Apple Podcasts. And, you know, I got my hot sauce, LaGrecasRage.com. Make sure you get a bottle of my hot sauce. Ooh, that's... They tell me it's good. I have a hot sauce-related <laughs> video I've had in the pipeline for a while, so that's good news for me. Uh, Alex, where can the lovely people see your lovely face? Uh, you can see this beautiful face on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm exploring the Gen Z apps as well. Um, uh, Twitch everywhere, Queen of the Ring. I do have a brand new podcast. Uh, it is on Spotify and Apple and iHeartRadio as well called Queen of the Ring with Alex Lajas. Um, and I have... Three episodes coming out this week, a bonus episode talking about uh, the Bella Twins and hyping up Nikki Bella getting married, Royal Rumble predictions, and of course, Royal Rumble reviews. It's brand new, so yay, another <laughs> wrestling podcast. <laughs> but they're not all cut from the same cloth. No, they're not. Um, for my part. Also, of course, shout out to What Culture Wrestling just quickly as well. Oh, yeah, I don't want to get yelled at. What culture wrestling? Yeah. That guy. That guy. That's an up. Ups, down. Hey, if I start seeing ups and down videos on what culture, I'm going to have a problem with it, right? Because that's proprietary. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would never do that. I would do it. Um, for my part, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, I guess most people are here for pro wrestling. Uh, Shaq Wrestling on YouTube is where you can find all my interviews. Sorry, I've been cranking around quite as frequently. Sometimes it's just the nature of the beast. We have one recently with Kofi Kingston. That was a fun chat. If you want to dive through the vault, there's some really good ones with The Undertaker, Malachi Black. Those are some that come to mind. Please go check them out. Uh, if you like MMA, 
lots of MMA content these days. Go over to Shaq MMA on YouTube. You can find all of my written work on CBS Sports. We'll have interviews with the new champions, Jamal Hill and Brandon Moreno, out tomorrow or Thursday. Look out for that. And of course, shout out to Sean Ross Sapp. Shout out to Jimmy Van. Everyone at Fightful who makes this possible lets me come in, kick down the doors every month and take over. Really appreciate it. Please subscribe to them if you haven't already. Maybe you joined one of these lovely people on the bandwagon today. For Dave, for Alex, for Simon, you guys have been a treat. Thank you so much for doing this. Fans, love you. See you next time here on Fightful Roundtable. Next month, we'll be back with another edition. Peace out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.